Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, I would like to meditate today on the issue of authority, given the reading that we have from Mark chapter 1. Jesus comes to Capernaum with his followers on the Sabbath, goes into the synagogue to teach, and we hear everybody's astonishments because he is teaching as one who has authority, not as the scribes. I want to pay attention to what it means then to recognize the authority that Jesus has and the authority that Jesus gives us. There's a man in that synagogue with an unclean spirit and he begins crying out, what have you to do with us? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of Israel. And Jesus, recognizing that it's an unclean spirit, asks the spirit to come out. And convulsing with a loud cry, the spirit comes out and everybody's amazed, saying, a new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. And his fame spreads throughout the whole region of Galilee. So what is this authority that the Lord has? There is a beautiful teaching by a Protestant preacher called John Paul Jackson, that I highly recommend. There's something in YouTube that you can find. And he makes a distinction about the translation of the word authority and the translation of the word power, that they are different and that they indicate something different if you study how Jesus performs miracles and how he performs healings. There's a distinction between the word authority, which is exousia, and the word power, which is dunamis. So these two words in Greek indicate something slightly different. And what this preacher describes is that miracles are done with power and miracles involved the creation or the regeneration of something, so they're additive. And that healing, which involves authority, involves also the removal of something, whether it is the removal of a spirit or a disease, something is removed. And he also describes that authority is the highest judicial supernatural control possible. It is very important to understand that Adam, in Genesis, at the beginning of the world, received both power and authority from God. He received both of them to take 
care and to take control of the environment, to be the master of creation. And we find that right there in the, in the story of creation, the devil comes in and finagles his way into the in between the relationship of man and God and ends up taking away the authority that Adam had received. So we see the command in Genesis starting in chapter 126 where God says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let us let them rule over the fish, over the birds, over the cattle, over the creeping things. And man is created in God's own image as male and female. And God says, be fruitful, multiply. But what happens? The devil convinces Adam and Eve to listen to the devil in, instead of listening to God in that subtle listening when we are neglecting our duties where we know better and we don't do what we're supposed to do. We separate ourselves from God. And in that place, we're surrendering our authority because where do we find the devil next speaking? We find him telling Jesus at the temptations in the desert that I will give you domain and glory for it's been handed over to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Adam handed over the authority and Jesus had to come back in order to be able to defeat death and go down to hell and say to Satan, you've got nothing on me, I'm one of them, give me back the authority. And then Jesus, before he ascends to heaven, tells us, go and make disciples of all the world, teach them what I've taught them, baptize them. And he lets us know that with faith, we would do bigger things than what he does. When Jesus then speaks with authority, we have to say we imitate the Lord. How do we, how do we get this power in this authority that is ours? Because the Lord, God, our Father, intended that to be ours from creation. And then Jesus had to come back to give it back to us when we lost it. Well, we know that power is a gift. We receive it with the covering of the Holy Spirit, at baptism, at confirmation. When we're praying, when we ask the Lord, he bestows these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and we do nothing to deserve them. Jesus says, I go to the fathers and I I, I go to the Father and I will send you the Counselor. And the Holy Spirit comes with his fire. But how is authority then bestowed? Authority comes from obedience. And we know that Jesus was obedience, obedient unto death. We get close to God when we obey him. When we follow his commands, we've been hearing about that. If you remain in me and follow my commands, then I'm in you and you're in me. That is the key to authority, being close to God, to Jesus. And then that power is bestowed, that power that we have bestowed on us has the covering of God's authority. 
we see that in Genesis, Adam loses the closeness to God. And in that gap, the devil steps in and takes the authority away. So in order to be able to be in relationship with the Lord, we have and to have that judicial authority that he's given us, we have to respond to the call of God and to remain very, very close to him in obedience. When we disobey, we lose our mantle of authority and we have to ask forgiveness and to be able to return to that closeness with our Father and and then our authority is able to be exercised again. And what has Jesus commanded us to do is a very simple command. Be like children and love one another. So how do we become like children? We become like children when we soften our hearts to the Lord. When we have a connection to joy that is not easily maneuvered by our egos when we can remain in a tender-hearted, merciful, compassionate place, even if we've been hurt, when we shield up with the righteousness of God, but we don't shield up with our own mindsets and our own ways of doing things, because our ways are not God's ways. We get a glimpse of obedience in the first reading, where Hannah in 1 Samuel, we saw her yesterday grieving, because she didn't have children. She presents herself to the Lord, and Eli, the priest, is sitting there near the doorpost to the temple, and Hannah is praying in bitterness, weeping, and she makes a vow. She says, look down on my pity and my misery. Remember me. Don't forget, don't forget me. If you give me a, a, a male child, I will give him to the Lord as long as he lives. So she makes a vow. She remains praying a long time. She remains close to the Lord for a long time. And even when she's challenged by Eli, who thinks she's drunk, she replies to him, no, I am just grieved. I am deep in sorrow and misery. And Eli, seeing the heart that is so tender and so malleable and pliable to the workings of the Holy Spirit says, I will, I will keep you in my, in my thoughts. And she goes back to her husband and she conceives a child that is Samuel. We learn to stay long in worship of our father. We learn that when we make a vow, in that close relationship, the Lord bends down and listens to us and nothing is too big or too small for our Father because He is all-powerful, omnipotent and He listens to us because He made us for that relationship. With Hannah, we can sing a psalm of thanksgiving and exaltation we can say, my heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. My horn is exalted in my God. You've swallowed up enemies and rejoice in my victory. We can find our own song, friends. That is one of the 
New Year resolutions that I've done to sing to the Lord more often, to sing new songs, to bring to our lips songs of thanksgiving that the Lord has walked amongst us. So let us remember that we have been given power and authority, friends, and let's take that back. Let's see where in your life are you conceding steps for the enemy from what problems in your life are you distancing yourself and accepting them? I noticed that in my house, because of COVID, because we've been just working a lot, my husband has barely taken any vacation since COVID started. He has been feeling tired over the fall season and into the winter and laying low on Friday and really finding that he has had very little energy on the weekend. And I thought, why am I accepting that? I have the authority to step in and say no more. I cover my husband in the grace and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I see the renewal of his energy because the Lord has come to give us strength. And we can step in, in small places, friends, and big places in our life. And like Jesus is saying, come out, quiet. If there is the spirit of bickering in your home, call it out, quiet. Spirit of bickering, depart from my house in the name of Jesus. If there is the spirit of tiredness or of infirmity or of confusion or of doubt, call them out. Do not allow these spirits, these unclean spirits that hold on to our minds and hold on to our bodies and hold on to our emotions. The Lord has given us authority to rule over them and he's given us the power of his Holy Spirit that groans from within us to take over the places in our life where there is something unclean. So friends, let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, Thank you for walking amongst us and showing us the way back through your son. Thank you because you bend down and listen to our cries and to our vows like you did with Hannah, Father. Thank you because you're almighty and you still care about the small things in our lives. We come to ask that we remember that you've given us power and authority over our lives that any headaches, that any uncleanliness, that any division, disunion, that any problems that are happening in our lives, you've given us authority over, Father. Cover us with the precious blood of Jesus Christ so no weapon formed against us can prosper, Father, so that all the loved ones you've entrusted to us, all the missions, all the dreams, all the possessions you've given us are covered and protected by the blood of Jesus, Father. We thank you that you are our Father, our Father, and that we come together two by two, twelve by twelve, a hundred by a hundred, a thousand by a thousand, and we shield up and remain tender in our hearts so that you can speak to us, Father. Thank you, Father of mercies, for your knowledge, for your wisdom, for your understanding that you impart to us. Walk with us today. Father, we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under the inner room emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.